Welcome to the One for the Money podcast. I'm your host, Johnny West. I'm a certified financial planner, and here I will teach you the tips, tricks, and strategies I use to help others retire early. This is the easy button when it comes to early retirement. Everything you want or need to know is right here. I'm so glad you join us on the show. Welcome to episode 12 of the One for the Money podcast. Again, I'm both glad and grateful you have taken the time to listen. In today's episode, I'll share about the ticking tax time bomb in your retirement account. And be sure to listen to the end for the tips, tricks, and strategies portion where I will go over the benefits of rebalancing your investment accounts. Thank you for listening. Now on with the show. How much you will have to spend in retirement may be determined by Congress. Most Americans are not aware of the ticking tax time bomb in their retirement accounts. At least that's how IRA and tax expert Mr. Ed Slott describes your traditional 401k and IRA accounts. The reason he describes them this way is because traditional IRAs and 401ks make up the vast majority of retirement accounts held by Americans, which have money that has not yet been taxed, but will be taxed during retirement when you take these monies out. For any of you that have these accounts, when you made the initial contributions to your 401k, you did so with dollars before taxes were applied. That's why you will pay taxes when you make the withdrawals in retirement. Consequently, You co-own your retirement account with Uncle Sam. Just how much of your account is owned by you and owned by the government will depend on what the tax rates will be in the future. By only having not yet taxed retirement funds, you are trusting that politicians won't raise taxes in the future. While we can't predict what taxes will be years or even decades from now, I can think of 30 trillion reasons and counting, i.e. the current U.S. deficit, why they could be very well much, much higher. I highly recommend you check out the amazing and amazingly scary U.S. Debt Clock, which you can find at usdebtclock.org, for which I will include a link to in the show notes. This online clock has a treasure trove of interesting information that highlights U.S. debts, debt ratios, largest budget items, think Social Security, Medicare, defense, and interest on the debt, and a host of other fascinating census-type data such as current population, number of millionaires, number of bankruptcies, number of employed, unemployed, number of retirees, and much, much more. Really interesting stuff. But first, I should make a comment regarding the deficit. Please know that references to the deficit and taxes needed to pay the deficit are not an endorsement or criticism of one political party over another. And it's not because I'm trying to be politically agnostic with this podcast. Rather, I'm just being honest. Because in the last 70 years, we've had many different administrations from both political parties. And in those last 70 years, we've had a balanced budget exactly just four times. You heard that right. In just four years out of 70, America spent less money than it took in 
And that will remain the case for the foreseeable future. So clearly, overspending is not a partisan issue, but sadly, a bipartisan one. Now, when it comes to taxes, they can go either one of three directions. They can stay the same, go higher, or go lower. Now, many don't believe there is a risk that tax rates will go lower. And for good reason, because in 2022, taxes are at historic lows. And yet, deficit spending these past few years and in the years to come has never been higher. As I record this podcast, literally trillions upon trillions are being spent. Income tax rates are scheduled to reset higher in 2026, but could very well go even higher in the future to pay for this spending. Therefore, you will want to be proactive in your approach to when you pay income taxes so you go into retirement as tax diversified as possible. Otherwise, your tax rates in retirement may drive your lifestyle in retirement because of the amount that you'll have left to spend. As I've heard it said, taxes can be a passenger on the bus to and through retirement, but if you don't conduct tax planning, they may be the driver of your bus in retirement and you just don't want that. Now, Americans really have two options. You can hope the taxes will be lower in the future, or you could implement strategies via plan to become tax diversified. I would not recommend the former, but I help all my clients with the latter. So what is a person to do as they approach retirement with a lot of their money in their accounts that has not yet been taxed? Introducing Roth conversions, which could be one of the most powerful ways to reduce your future taxes when the conditions are right. Roth conversions work just as they sound. You convert portions of your not yet taxed accounts to an already taxed account, which is also known as a Roth. There are no income limitations on these conversions. But since you will be paying income taxes in the year of the conversion, they make the most sense in years when your income is lower, such as the years between your retirement and before you were acquired by the IRS to start taking money via required minimum distributions, which under current law is at age 72. Now, if you take a mini retirement, say a year or two away from work, this is a fantastic time to complete Roth conversions as well because your income would be lower. Now, let me use an example to help explain. Let's say you have gone into semi-retirement at age 55 and you have a million dollars in a 401k or a traditional IRA account. As a reminder, this money has never been taxed. Prior to retirement, you were making $250,000 a year, but in semi-retirement, you're now making $50,000 a year. Your income and tax rates in semi-retirement will be much lower than what they were when you were making $250,000. Now, when you made the contributions to your IRA and 401k, you did so before taxes, which was great because your income tax rates on $250,000 of income would have been much higher. Now that your income is much lower, at $50,000 a year, you could convert a portion of your not yet taxed IRA slash 401k to a Roth IRA. For example, let's say you transfer $25,000 to your Roth IRA. Now on your tax return, it would appear that you made $75,000 that year, $50,000 in income plus the $25,000 you converted. Now, the beauty of the strategy is that the taxes on the 25000 will be a lot lower with your lower income. How much you convert each year will depend 
upon what your income taxes are now and what your income tax rates will be in retirement. If your taxes are the same or higher in retirement, it makes sense to convert now, especially if there is a chance that tax rates go higher in retirement, which I explained earlier, there is 30 trillion reasons why they could. There are many factors one needs to consider when doing a Roth conversion, and I utilize software that helps me model the multitude of factors to help determine when and how much one should convert. Because of the many factors involved, I recommend you speak with a certified financial planner and a CPA about this before trying it out on your own. When I do these for my clients, the money is transferred directly from their IRA to their Roth IRA. My clients use other non-retirement funds or cash in the bank to pay the taxes on the converted amount, so we don't take anything out of the amount converted. Over the time, the difference can be quite remarkable. As I've outlined in much greater detail in a previous blog, which I'll put a link for in the show notes. As I mentioned in the beginning, many people review their 401k balances thinking they have the entire amount to spend in retirement. However, they really only have between 60 and 85% of that to spend due to the income taxes they still owe. Going into retirement, you want to ensure you just don't have not yet taxed investments available to you. It's to your advantage to be tax diversified. Here's a reason why it may be to your benefit to be tax diversified in retirement. There are many times during your retirement where you'll need a large sum of money. Hopefully so you can take your family on a cruise or buy an RV or cross a few items off your bucket list. Sometimes, unfortunately, it can be for healthcare expenses. If you had to take a large distribution from your not-yet-taxed account, your traditional IRA or 401k, to pay for this expense, that could result in a significant tax bill since you have to pay taxes on the distribution that may be in a much higher tax bracket. You could pay between 2 and 8% more if the distribution pushed your income in a higher tax bracket. For example, if a client wanted $100,000 to purchase a boat or an RV, they'd also need to withdraw tens of thousand dollars more to cover the taxes on the distribution. With a tax-free bucket of money, you can access funds with no taxable implications. Now, as great as Roth conversions are, there are a few reasons why you may not want to consider one. And here are three of them. First, you don't have the money to pay the taxes on the conversion. The second, you could be in a lower tax bracket when you retire, although there is no certainty on what tax rates will be in the future. And the third reason, your child is applying to college and seeking financial aid. This will show higher income for you and may make your child ineligible for this financial aid. Finally, Mr. Ed Slot, who is the IRA and tax guru, has a great name for Roths. He calls them tax insurance. Why? Because insurance is there in case something bad happens. As Mr. Slot says, it doesn't matter how much they raise tax rates, your tax rate will be zero in a Roth. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to my podcast. I do hope you found it helpful. Now on to the tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast. Welcome to the tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast. Today, I will share a quick tip about the importance of rebalancing. 
Rebalancing is when you make adjustments to your investments to bring them back in line with certain ratios. Let's say, for example, that your investments were allocated 75% to stocks and 25% to bonds. And let's say one year the stock market does really well. And because the stocks increased faster than the bonds, the ratio is now 80% stocks to 20% bonds in your portfolio. Rebalancing would then sell 5% of the stocks and buy bonds to get the ratio back to the 75% stocks to 25% bonds. Now, the COVID correction, as I call it, which occurred in March of 2020, shows how this can be so powerful. In 2020, the stock market hit a low in March 23rd. For many of my clients, we rebalance investments on a quarterly basis, meaning at the end of March, June, September, and December, we readjust the ratio of stocks to bonds. Using the same 75% stocks to 25% bonds example, at the end of March of 2020, the S&P 500 was down nearly 34%. So the percentage of stocks would have dropped well below 75%. Now, let's say the ratio is now 60% stocks to 40% bonds. Well, on March 30th that year, the accounts were rebalanced, meaning bonds were sold and stocks were purchased at these much lower prices to get back to the 75% stocks, 25% bonds ratio. While it's true, we were very fortunate that the market downturn occurred near the end of the quarter. It doesn't lessen the positive impact it had when the portfolios were rebalanced when they rallied through the rest of the year. This is why you want to consider rebalancing on a regular basis in your accounts. Thanks again for listening, and I do hope you found this helpful. Thank you for listening, and until next time, remember that no one builds wealth by accident. If you want to learn more about how to build wealth to retire early, head on over to my website at betterplanningbetterlife.com. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. The purchase of certain securities may be required to affect some of the strategies. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal. Economic forecasts set forth may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Individual tax and legal matters should be discussed with your tax or legal professional. Johnny West is a registered representative with and securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC.